I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Today, one of my churches, Arnside, celebrates its church anniversary. 145 years since the church building was first opened. Of course, the church community is much older, having met in people's houses and farm buildings for many years prior to the building of the actual church. The occasion of a church anniversary provides an opportunity to look back and appreciate all those Christians who have gone before us, on whose shoulders we stand, and also to look forward and ponder how we might continue to build the church community for the present age and into the future. The first text that I want to read to you today is a very short psalm, number 123, and I'm going to read two versions. The first is the King James Version, so what would have been read 145 years ago. And the second is the Passion Translation, the most modern version that I could find, written in 2017. This psalm is a short prayer, looking to God, trusting God and asking for grace. Here it is. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, until that he has mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and with the contempt of the proud. And again, O God, enthroned in heaven, I lift my eyes toward you in worship. The way I love you is like the way a servant wants to please his master, the way a maid waits for the orders of her mistress. We look to you, our God, with passionate longing to please you and discover more of your mercy and grace. For we've had more than our fill of this scoffing and scorn, this mistreatment by the wealthy elite. Lord, show us your mercy. Lord, show us your grace. The Gospel passage for today is from chapter 6 of Mark's Gospel and it's in two parts. The first is about Jesus preaching in the synagogue of his hometown, Nazareth. And the second is about the twelve disciples being sent out to preach and teach and heal in the neighbouring villages. Here it is. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he's performing? 
Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offence at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour, except in his own town, among his relatives and his own home. He could not do any miracles there, except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent, turn back to God. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. I've been a local preacher and a minister for quite a few years and it was quite a few years before my dad came along to a service that I was leading and I can tell you that I was very nervous indeed. Tom Wright in one of his books says that preaching is something that is dangerously public that emerges from something intensely private. It might have been stressful for me, but imagine Jesus leading the service in his hometown. It would have been so much worse. He stood to read and sat to teach, not just as another synagogue leader, but as someone who had a new message to share, and who claimed this message by his own authority. Jesus, the ordinary person, the carpenter, the son, brother and cousin, No wonder the locals were scandalised. They couldn't move their thinking on from Jesus' status as one of them to Jesus as someone special, chosen by God. Shifting our thinking. Children do it all the time. They are, after all, professional learners. But us adults, we struggle with this. Mostly we are fixed in our ways. The biggest danger for a church community is to have a closed atmosphere. To stop being open to God being at work. To be fixed in our thinking. Being a successful church is not about money or membership numbers or a fancy building. It's about having an expectation that God is at work in the world. And that part of that work will happen through our actions and interactions with the people around us. So let's think about the 12 disciples who Jesus sent into the world to do God's work. What can we learn from their experience? Jesus tells them to take nothing with them apart from a staff. 
This makes them vulnerable. They have no stuff to fall back on. They must simply trust in God. Jesus tells them not to waste time where they're not welcome. Shake the dust from your feet and move on. In those times, in that culture, hospitality was considered to be a sacred duty. It was the duty of the village to offer it, not the stranger to ask for it. It's so different today. How do we respond to strangers and to strange people, those who are different from us? So the disciples take the good news to people who've never heard of it. There's no fancy packaged message, no posters or videos or social media tweets, just simple, personal testimony. The challenge for us today is twofold. Firstly, and fundamentally, to know our own faith story and to be able to put it into words. Then secondly, to be able to share it in a way that reaches and convinces others. And in today's society, that might have to be something that is a bit fancy. But it will only work if it's rooted in our own experience of God. There's a phrase that they use a lot on management courses. Proper planning prevents poor performance. And it's easy to see the value of that. But at the same time, letting go of control, being vulnerable, simply having a go, opens us up to God. If you read on past this story, then you'll see that the disciples return and report that they've been successful. But what we don't hear is how many times their words fell on stony ground, or how many times they were turned away. As we look to the future of our church communities, at a time of anniversary and at a time when we're hoping to move beyond the coronavirus pandemic, what can we learn from this story? I think that ultimately it's about discipleship. What are the characteristics of a Jesus follower that we should be trying to develop? And this text suggests that they are these. Firstly, utter simplicity. Let go of your stuff so that you can get hold of God. Secondly, complete trust. Be vulnerable. Be aware of God at work. Thirdly, generosity. To give and never to demand. And fourthly and finally, having a story to tell. We are here because of the stories that have been told by others. It's our duty and our privilege to keep on telling the story of the good news of Jesus Christ so that everyone can have the chance to know him. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.